Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we're going to my hometown, Chicago. We're talking to Rob Davis. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm very, very well. Rob is the president and CMO of Novus Media. Uh, Novus Media is an independent media planning and buying agency. We'll talk a little bit about what they focus on in that specific area and their their, their their strategy and their approach to the marketplace. But before we get there and talk more about what, what you're working on at Novus, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career, Rob. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so the, the real backstory is uh, I got into advertising because I accidentally applied for the wrong job and I've been doing it for about 30 years. Um, so I actually started uh, as an intern uh, in what I thought was a creative role, and it turned out to be a media position at what was then Leo Burnett, um, managed to, to, notwithstanding my misunderstanding, ended up getting the internship and then ended up really liking it and uh, stuck with it. And so as, as Leo Burnett uh, transitioned into Starcom and split off, uh, I stayed with them for going on, oh, it was almost 26 years, actually. Um, so worked my way up. Um, through the system, worked, got to work on many great blue chip brands. But about three and a half years ago, um, as I told my wife, I got the quarter century itch and um, uh, made the leap over to Novus. Uh, and it's, uh, it's been an amazing run since then. So tell me, yeah, tell me, I mean, obviously the story of Starcom was an incredible one. And really, I'd say, um, at least in the U.S. context, they were the first kind of um, standalone media operation. But um, now, now you're at Novus, and this is a true independent. Tell me more about how that works and what you guys are doing. Yeah, it's uh, so really started, uh, Novus started 35 years ago, uh, humbly in a Minneapolis garage, uh, as many, you know, iconic startups do. Um, and uh, started in the direct response space and then kind of evolved into newspaper um, planning and buying, and eventually grew to be one of the biggest buyers of newspaper in, in the country. Um, not exactly a growing field, though. And so um, part of what we've been doing is really kind of reinventing the agency. It's still a huge part of our business, and there's still, still definitely a market for it, but really have been on this major transformation to take a lot of what was unique about Novus relative to, if you think about newspaper, it's house by house, zip code by zip code, it's kind of the early days of addressable sort of one-to-one -one media and marketing. And so how do you take a lot of that culture and the tools and the geospatial analytics and apply it to television and radio and out of home and digital of all forms? And so that's been the journey we've been on the last, um, you know, certainly since I've been here and helping accelerate that. And it's, um, it's, been, it's been wildly successful. Well, I mean, I think that there is so much promise in that space uh, I've always felt that local media somehow 
really just was the one area that lost, strangely enough, in the digital, kind of the digital explosion era. And, you know, it's so funny that you talk about that data that came from newspapers with circulation. I feel like that is the one area that newspapers just squandered. They had no idea what they were sitting on. And I mean, if you think about just rewriting the past, there's really almost... You could see how somebody who could have rolled all of that stuff up and built probably the most identifiable database of households in America overnight, right? Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, and, and, and so both from a subscriber, but even just behaviors and just the notion of, of looking at businesses at a really granular geographic level. First of all, it's hard. Not many agencies do it well, at least. Because it's hard, right? To do would you would you rather do one standard national plan, or would you you know do you want to do hundreds or in some cases thousands of customized local plans? Well, the latter is better for most clients, but it's harder for most agencies. And so that's really it's that idea of how do you automate as much as possible? How do you develop tools and technology that frankly don't exist in the market, even for the great big you know there's very capable you know big holding company agencies that we were shocked to find didn't have some of the tools and technology that we've developed, again, kind of on the backs of that principle of really understanding consumer behaviors and, and clients' business at a street-by-street street kind of level. Are you seeing this area, like, you know, people really shifting back a little bit of focus more to local marketing efforts? Yeah, I think there's always, I mean, certainly, you know, a, a decent chunk of our client base are physical retail, you know, brick and mortar retail. And right. so obviously for them, it's always been, that's always kind of been a need and a case. Um, and we had a client talk about, you know, this store is next to a military base. Like, you know, there's a different consumer behavior there. They're, you know, they tend to be really early morning and, you know, just day parts and all those things have a radically different um uh, you know, kind of different factors than in, in a store that's just across town. So for physical retailers, I think it's always been there. What perhaps was a little surprising to me was we knew we knew had we had a good hook. We knew there was a lot of opportunity for more of a geo focus. But post COVID, as terrible as COVID was, and I always caveat, obviously it was horrible for many people, uh, horrible for everyone, really horrible. You know, in terms of uh, you know some of the implications. But from a business standpoint, it did, I think, wake up a lot of marketers to just how different things can play out geographically, right? I mean, if you have a restaurant chain and certain locations are closed and certain locations are open and certain require masks and certain don't. And, and so all those kind of, you know, down at a municipal level types of things that impact, um, you know, can really impact consumer behaviors and business uh, results. I think that was one thing that really changed in a lot of markets. It's, it's such a great point to make. I live in Miami and, um, you know, when I got on the plane to fly up to New York this week, the, they were very happy to tell us all that we didn't have to wear masks, et cetera. However, when we landed in New York City, they immediately said, oh, by the way, you need a mask to get through the airport in New York right. City. So you know, it's kind of like, you know, there's no, it, everything is so different in different places and you really have to kind of manage that process. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we're really seeing that in our business. And, and I think a lot of marketers are and even just the flexibility, right, of 
you know, when COVID had, you know, a lot of marketers had had long-term deals, like we need to cancel. It's like, well, you, you, you can't cancel immediately. Could you shift copy? Could you, whereas locally, it was much easier for us to get out of stuff and to move things around on behalf of our clients. And so that flexibility I mean, is another post-pandemic thing that I think is, is, is really a trend that marketers are interested in. Are you seeing more investment into local media again? I mean, I just feel like there have been, this is kind of like one of those holy grails that everyone knows that if you get it right, it's going to be this amazing unlocking. You know, I remember Tim Armstrong's stab at this back in the day. And uh, yeah. just be curious um, what, you, what, what types of trends you're seeing in that space. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're obviously we have somewhat of a biased purview just by by sort of self-selecting definition. We, we're positioning ourselves as a local specialty, so we're buying a lot more local media on behalf of clients. Um, I think it's there's a spectrum. <clears throat> there's some clients, obviously, that have geographic business, you know, regional business, certainly putting more in. Um, but even for for quote unquote national advertisers, what was surprising a little bit to me is we, we've picked up some like platform accounts or software accounts where technically anyone could buy it online at any point, but we still see in terms of their best prospects, clusters of best prospects geographically. I mean, just people, economic, you know, people of similar economic backgrounds or of educational backgrounds tend to cluster together geographically. And so, so we're seeing that from the media channel perspective, um, I think, you know, there's a couple of things. One is, you know, digital exists everywhere, of course, and things like CTV and display and video, but the ability to geo-target increasingly all forms of digital, not just display and video. Uh, programmatic out-of-home is an example, a huge growing area where we can pinpoint target, you can buy it nationally, so to speak, or you can buy it in one fell swoop, but then optimize it at a literally street by street level. So, so I think it's a combination, but yeah, we are seeing more both most more interest in from clients and more opportunity from from the vendor self sales community. So you mentioned a, a little bit about your experience with the pandemic, and I'd just be curious now that knock on wood we're coming out of this thing a little bit more. You know, what kind of insights and maybe alterations you guys have made as a business? Um, yeah, that's a good question. There's a couple. Um, some of it is we've, we've invested, in, as I'd mentioned earlier, in some tools and technology. Um, one example is uh, we built a, a, a tool called Beacon. And it's, uh, we actually pull a API feed from the FCC that maps, and we, we mapped, I think there's about 18,000 terrestrial radio stations in the country. And we literally map the signal strength for every single radio station. And so one of the things we found is post-pandemic is again, and this is kind of, we do some work with Wendy's and some of their co-ops. And we found that, you know, a lot of their, particularly West Mississippi, a lot of their restaurants tend to be in the more exurban areas. And so the number one rated station in their particular markets might not be the best buy, but it might be the number six or seven rated station in the market, but it's closest to where their stores happen to be. And so that super granular detail is something that I think a lot of agencies, a lot of marketers have historically struggled with that, that for us coming out of the pandemic, it's like that level, because it's, again, some stores are open, some stores may close, or some stores might have a full supply of all ingredients and some might not with supply chain issues. And so kind of getting down to that you know, individual store zip code level is, um, 
is really where we've invested a lot of our efforts. Are you finding that, are you able to kind of then marry that together with like the transactional data and, and get kind of even a, a better read? Yeah, in a lot of cases, um, we have kind of a spectrum where, where clients, we do have some clients, they, they literally send us a feed of their first party sales data. Wow. And we match that as it is a code level. Um, we do foot traffic um, measurement for a number of our clients where if they can't do first party sales, we can at least say, well, we know someone who's exposed to the ad walked into a store. Um, and then, you know, where it's not a physical location we're driving to, we can still obviously tie back exposed in a physical area to an online purchase or something else. So, um, so yeah, we, it's, it's a spectrum of uh, where we have data from the client that's obviously ideal and where we don't, we can usually fill in, fill in with some other third party or second party. Yeah, I mean, just finding where those areas overlap and then where there, there are anomalies just be incredibly valuable to QSRs and obviously retailers. So it's a spectacular. So look, I mean, Rob, when you look at this year, 2022, uh, you know, let's talk about the near future. What, what's top of mind for you guys? Yeah, you know, one of the things that's interesting is um, we built a um, response optimizer, a channel optimizer at a local market level based on sales response. Um, so it's kind of like a market mix modeling light, you know, in, in, mm -hmm. but instead of taking months and costing, you know, six or seven figures, it's, you know, days um, and depending on our engagement, you know, free or very low cost. And so um, that's been really useful. And we've been excited about that for a number of clients. What's been interesting is it seems like there's a little bit of a resurgence of clients with goals that are more top of funnel awareness oh, driven wow. and, and those types of things. So as much as the pendulum kind of swung to super ROI, ROAS kind of focused, and then there's still definitely interest in that. We're actually seeing quite a few large clients saying, yeah, that's of course important, but really we're just trying to rebrand or reposition or, or raise our awareness of our products or services. And so yeah. we're kind of now in the process of developing, going, it's a little bit of back to the future, but developing the same kind of techniques, but for other types of objectives like awareness. And so that's, I'm mm -hmm. really excited about kind of some early progress um, on that and how it gets us out of the whole reach and frequency. Like, it's sort of like, you know, the blues, you know, the, the Blues Brothers joke, and we play both kinds of music, country and Western. It's sort of like, well, what kind of media plan do you have? Reach your frequency. And there's yeah. a billion other potential strategies. And so these yeah. types of tools and techniques help us help us get it. No, I think that's really smart. And I can see how that's relevant for established brands, but I can also see it being very relevant to these this kind of new generation of companies that perhaps started online and now they're you know, these kind of direct to consumer plays that are now then becoming more like retail focused companies, and they need to uh, appeal to a, a more scaled, broader audience. that makes complete sense. Well, Rob, it's been amazing talking to you. Uh, it's making me think of all of my days back in the media world. And uh, I, I really think that this area that you that Novus starts and kind of builds off of is is truly one of the most exciting challenges in the media and marketing space, because if you get it right, the value creation there is just immense. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about what you guys are working on, where should they find you? Uh, yeah, easiest would probably be go to novismedia.com uh, or hit me up at rob at novusnext.com. And uh, yeah, happy to chat. 
Great. Well, we've been speaking with Rob Davis. He's the president and CMO at Novus Media. Novus Media is an independent media planning and buying agency with a bit of a, I guess, a location first approach, let's say, that drives their thinking. And um, clearly, we've been talking a lot about local marketing, local media, and the strategies and tools that are, are coming to the fore to help individuals and, and companies make the most of that marketplace. Rob, thank you so much for being on on Cage Day. It's been great to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you again. Cheers. Right, thanks so much.